Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. Okay, so today we are, we're, we're fired up. We ended up bumping this episode up a little bit and pushing some other ones back, um, just given the current state of events in America. Uh, in regards to access to abortion and the abortion laws, specifically in Alabama, and states that are passing the heartbeat bill. So, just a disclaimer. <laughs> you know, we love our disclaimers. Um <laughs> We've we've tried to do as much research as possible. Uh, we've tried to talk to the necessary professionals and all that kind of stuff. Um, if there's anything that we get wrong, please let us know. We'll add it in the footnotes of this episode um, because we definitely don't want to make light of such a serious such a serious topic. Yeah, and I also want to just say if you are having these conversations with people that you know or even people on the internet, because I know that that is. Uh, inevitably going to happen i i just i strongly encourage well-informed and respectful mature conversations because those are what create change um and ain't nobody trying to get bullied okay well said Alyssa. until the tail end thanks (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to keep it a little light-hearted i guess tapered off yeah (laughs) all right Okay, so I actually ended up doing quite a bit of research because I was pretty, I was pretty taken aback by this actually coming up at all. Um, because in my lifetime, there has been no restriction to abortion in Canada for for w- women. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and when I found out that this law was being passed in Alabama, I was like, "This is crazy to yeah. me." Then, and I, I guess that that kind of <laughs> this just points my uh, stance is that I am at the end of the day, pro-choice. Um, and again, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to debate with anybody or whatever. These are my views. And uh, well, you can listen if you want to, I guess. Um, but I'm, I'm mostly going to try to put in some um, educational material as well, because I think that's important. So when I was researching, I wanted to kind of understand, oh, I'm out of breath because I'm so sick. <laughs> like, I can't talk that much. Um, when I was researching, the first thing that I wanted to understand is why now? Like, why is this coming back into um, such popular media? And why why are these bills being passed now? Mm-hmm. Right? And what I uh, came about, and I want to say this right off the bat, is I did have a very lengthy conversation with a lawyer in Canada. Um, his name is Jordan Schroeder, and he spent uh, about an hour <laughs> uh, uh educating me kind of on um what he did know about u.s law and about these um these bills that are being passed and also about canadian law so thank you jordan schroeder um so from that conversation what i got was that uh two new supreme court justices were uh nominated into the supreme court and those two new judges are conservative yeah and so conservatives um uh typically are are pro-life yeah. And so what happened when those two got nominated and put into p- power? Sure. Put put into the um court um was it became a 5-4 split for the conservatives. And that kind of shifted things because prior under the Obama administration, uh it was 5-4 for liberals. 
So what happened under the Obama administration was one of the Supreme Court justices either uh, passed away or retired. I'm so sorry, I can't remember which. Um, And he tried to nominate a a liberal uh, nominee. And uh, that ended up not going through because the Senate was not having it and and in political terms yeah <laughs> i'm trying to keep it you know foot your people. honor we're not having it <laughs> and um then when uh president trump came into power uh another uh supreme court justice uh ended up retiring or passing away i can't remember um and so then there were two slots open and that's when he was able to nominate these two new supreme court judges and they ended up being conservative yeah aligned with his views um so with that we have the bill passed in alabama or um what is happening which is they're trying to overturn roe versus wade yeah and so i was like well what the fuck is roe versus wade <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> so prior to 1973 uh abortion was criminalized and women were again not having it (laughs) so there was a woman who um uh wanted to pass this bill um and she what actually it was was um she was saying john doe uh jane roe and i was like oh that's interesting because her her name is not yeah roe um and it was against uh this man i believe his name was henry wade maybe fact check that but um and it ended up passing in 1973 so that was kind of like a blanket statement over the U.S. It, it passed in the in the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, so it was a blanket statement, basically, or a blanket law, where uh, access to abortion was legalized. Like, it, it was legal to have an abortion. And then um, there With w- restrictions or without restrictions? So with, with restrictions, I believe from what I just researched was, at first, it, I think they were going for... Uh, for no restrictions. And then there was... A, <laughs> something happened and the senate was able to have two like views on it where it was they could restrict if it was uh, dangerous for a woman to have an abortion because there are certain medical complications where it's actually more dangerous it's very rare but it's more dangerous for you to have um, an abortion i shouldn't say it's very rare but i mean from canadians that i know um and then the second one is for viability so what they're saying is if the fetus would be viable on its own, like outside of the womb, yeah. then you would no longer be able to have an abortion. And that was anywhere from 23 to 24 weeks, which would be six months. Okay. So that's basically <laughs> Roe versus Wade in like a very... Condensed matter. Condensed matter. And again, of course, I don't have any like law background or anything. I'm just trying to use my brain to explain it. So what happened in Alabama was they ended up criminal, like recriminalizing yeah. abortion, um, and to the extent that it excluded the ability for rape victims or uh, victims of incest to also have abortions. So there's there's no exception right now in Alabama, and that law has actually passed, but it's currently not being enforced. And I mean, hopefully organizations like Planned Parenthood will file an injunction and it won't actually ever come into (laughs) practice, I guess. Yeah. Um, So Alabama is is the the state with the overwhelming, uh, I guess, restrictions on uh, abortion. Something that this lawyer I was speaking to said was he believes that they would not be going after the women 
of the abortions, but they would uh, go after the healthcare providers that provided the abortion, which I don't really think is any better because if you, if you, I just, knowing what I know about America's justice system, <laughs> I'd, I'd be surprised if that was always the case. Because I, I think that, I mean, just to, just to interject, I think that not having exceptions for um, rape and incest is just cruel. Like, there's, there, I, to me, there's absolutely no reason why that is ever appropriate. There's no reason why that victim should have to continue to live out their life with a constant reminder of that um, and have to go through the physical turmoil of pregnancy uh, for, for what reason? Like, yeah. like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that's so unnecessarily cruel. And, and I can't, I really can't believe that laws like this are being passed. Um, I also just wanted to say it's interesting that uh, you feel like this has not been as big of an issue kind of thing. Because a lot of my followers um, are American. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's always been a discussion. Like, it's always been something that people have been arguing, like, so vehemently about one side or the other, obviously, because it is a very polarizing topic. Um, but it's I, I wasn't surprised when this law got passed. Disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah, and I think that's because you have so much more uh, experience with uh, the United States. Yeah. Whereas I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was, I, I was born and raised in Canada. I don't. Uh, have a huge social media following where I interact with a lot of Americans on a, on a, a huge basis right now. So for me, being a Canadian, I it, yeah, I it guess seems so out of left. I think it, it seems so out of left field, and and a lot of things do. Even when um, this was something that seemed really really out of left field for me um, was when they legalized gay marriage, <laughs> not that long ago, right? And and I. I mean, it was, I was definitely just, it was ignorance on my part, but I think because we just grew up in such a liberal country. Right. For the most part. Um, I think when I saw that that was a thing, I was like, huh? I know. Just now we're legalized? Like, it's just, it is shocking. Same with Australia, dude. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I did. I I usually don't, well, actually, that's a lie. I do take a lot of stands, but (laughs) I I did refuse, like, to get married until Australia, because my partner's Australian, and I was like, I will not get married unless Australia passes that, that, because that's ridiculous. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) I guess that might be another topic. No. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's happening in um, Alabama, and then in four other states, they are passing the uh, heartbeat bill. So yeah. um, that is a bill where abortion will be available. But I'm assuming this is the thing: is even though it might not be criminalized, abortion clinics are going to start shutting down everywhere. Yeah, right. So available, what is define available? Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, um, up until six weeks, and then after that, it would be criminalized. Um, uh, I believe it has the exception for um, uh, 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 like death in the mother, like serious, yeah, medical, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it also has an exception for rape and incest, um, which I mean, g- great, yeah, but I don't know, small victory, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's basically what I have on, like, kind of what's going on right now. Yeah. And the only other thing that I was saying just is about the injunctions and stuff like that. If I, I do believe that they will pass the injunction, they'll grant the injunction, and uh, 
like Planned Parenthood, I'm assuming, is who's going to, you know, head this on. It, it'll take at least two to three years before we see a decision. And I just, I really, oh my goodness, I cannot imagine a, another loss for women's rights. Yeah. You know, like I do, I feel like we've come so far and, and then here we are. So I guess I, I want to pose this to you. Okay. How you feeling? Oh, I'm like pro-choice, like literally all the way. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm pro-choice, like full stop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the end of the yeah. So, um, I don't know how you're feeling about this podcast, but did you want to kind of get into some of the arguments that the pro-lifers are are? Oh, I would love to. Okay. <laughs> so I have read um, that pro pro life organizations are using um, they're 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 trying to go away from religion now. Because that's but, kind of where the... Oh, go ahead. Uh, okay. I mean, I think that I think that one of the major issues to me that I see with this is that this, this was, pardon the pun, birthed from the issue of not separating church and state. And so I think that that, um, you know, in and of itself, it, it, it was... That ideology comes from religion, in right. my opinion. Maybe not now, maybe not at this point, but that was where that came from. And so I think that, um, you know, I, I think that people are trying to act as if it has nothing to do with religion, and that's not why it had been a discussion in the first place, but it, it, it is, in my opinion. And uh, with the the religious standpoint, their point is that every human life is um, sacred. Yeah. And so I guess my question to you is, is when... How do we then uh, value a human life as human? In you, in your words, like in your mind. In my mind, it would be consciousness. Um, and I mean, it's just, here's the thing about abortion. There's this like picture that was going around, like this like text picture that was going around when all of this kind of was coming, you know, to light. And um, it said basically like, you don't have to like abortion. You don't have to like you would might not ever get an abortion kind of thing and that's basically how i feel about it i don't like the idea of abortion i don't like i especially don't like that this whole thing has sparked people in an effort to be kind of like rebellious and edgy to be making jokes about abortion because i think abortion is a very serious choice i think for some people it is very very life-altering for other people it's just it is what it is kind of thing. It's not some, like, horrific storyline of, like, you know, some horrible tragedy. Like, it just is, like, it's a medical procedure and, you know. Um, so it's it's a tricky thing because, like, I, I, I can't, I can never say never, but I don't think I would be able to get, to have an abortion. Be, especially being in the state, like, the, where I am now in my life. Um, you know, being able to financially care for a child, being in a committed relationship, all of that kind of stuff. I just, I just, I guess that for me, every decision that anybody makes comes back to their own values. Mm -hmm. Always, always, without a doubt. And I feel like my number one value is to do what I think is right. And I don't think it's right to tell anyone that they can't do something because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Or because I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why for me... Do I like the idea of abortion? Do I want to like look up pictures of abortion? No, I don't. Right. <laughs> I don't I don't love it. I don't like I it's it's a scary thing to me and and it's sad and whatever, but like I 
I just don't think that that has any merit when it comes to whether or not I feel like it should be legal for some. Like, I feel like there's just no reason to not have it legalized. Right. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you when we when it. we did when we determine human life, yeah. yeah. And um, that's actually that was what I, when I was researching it. That's when I decided because when I first started researching this topic, I was kind of. I mean, you know, I put it off. Like, yeah. I, I put off this podcast because I wanted to have my, m- like, my stance set in stone before I came on and talked to people about it. Yeah. And um, so I had a lot of questions when I was, and the, and the reason that I was looking at pro-life arguments wasn't to debate back. It was to understand what how, where I stood. Yeah. And one of the ones that I couldn't reconcile with myself was, who am I to decide when a life is a life? Mm-hmm. And so I did start looking into it. And that's when I started looking into when um, a embryo, I believe, yes, um, can feel pain. Mm-hmm. And when a fetus uh, gains consciousness. And that was w- where my stances now lay. Yeah. Where my stance now lays, sorry. So um, a, a, an embryo has been said to um recoil from stimulus however the the neural pathways and stuff like that they can't experience pain yeah uh until consciousness i believe again i'm not a scientist but this is from my my research and again all of my research is from like what i deem to be reputable um sources sources like live science and um like people who actually have degrees in biology and stuff like that um so yeah and then um consciousness is developed uh around 24 weeks which is six months yeah so uh yeah i guess in in my mind i don't know at this stage of my life if i would be able to have an abortion i don't know um but again i think i think that i have the right to choose and i think that you also have the right not to choose and that's what it comes down to is people who are saying that we don't have the right to choose what if i took away your right not to choose yeah right i mean there's countries where you can only have one child yeah right like it's i mean it's it's your right to bear children and it's also your right to not yeah right and and i i don't believe that you're killing a human if it if it doesn't have consciousness if it doesn't feel pain if you know and and not feel pain but experience pain and be able to understand what that means to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's such a touchy subject. And I don't mean to like obviously hurt anybody or um, I guess, I don't know. I think that abortion can cause a lot of trauma in some people. And I don't obviously want it to be triggering. But um, yeah, I don't know. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like there should be parameters surrounding abortion? Because obviously you've stated your pro-choice. But right. do you feel like there should be parameters in place surrounding the laws around abortion? I just, I, I don't know that I'm one to say, Yeah. <laughs> but personally, I would not morally be able to end a life. And with what I've just stated, I believe a life is when it gains consciousness. Um, and so I don't know. I just, I, I guess, I guess I, this is where my like concrete values kind of start to like go on the wayside because I don't know, because if I have the right to choice, it's like, when does that choice end? <laughs> yeah. I guess, because there's, I mean, I don't think that either side is absolute. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's it's so hard. It's, I guess it's just such a hard thing for me to even understand. So I, I don't know. But I do, I do know that I wouldn't be able to end a life at, at consciousness. And, so six months, basically. Yeah, I would say six months. And then furthermore, if abortion was accessible, I, accessible and 
by that I mean um like location wise and financially accessible yeah I don't know why you would have such a late abortion other than obviously um like defects that um you know would just put you through so much pain and and it's it's not a viable pregnancy anyway um or like obviously you are at danger and stuff like that and actually only one percent 1.02 or something like that 1.2 percent of abortions happen after 20 weeks yeah so and and so it's that's the thing is that's not really even the issue so i yeah i don't know yeah and i think as well um something that you mentioned just now about like financial um availability and stuff like that i think that part like part of the issue to me too about laws surrounding abortion because we're very privileged in canada and that well first of all that there is no law surrounding abortion but secondly that we do have universal health care and that's not the case in the states and so for me i just feel like I agree with you. I feel like beyond six months, I feel like that's a good amount of time to be able to kind of decide, to be able to say like, okay, is this a viable pregnancy? Is this going to be safe for the mother? Um, are you wanting this child? Are you able to care for this child? To, ha- to have all those questions asked and answered. Right. However, the only issue to me with imposing a law as such, like saying like, okay, after six months, no longer, whatever. Morally, I don't agree with aborting a child after six months yeah because i do think it's a child at that point right um i agree but i think that the the issue to me comes in to play when you recognize that um universal health care is not the reality in the states so therefore it could literally be an issue of how is this person going to afford to have an abortion outside yeah. of you know um um places like planned parenthood and stuff like that which i just it it I begin to wonder how accessible are places like that within states like Kentucky. Yeah. You know, like, like, is it littered with Planned Parenthoods? I kind of doubt it. I mean, I'm sure Southern LA is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I just, and I, and I think that that's the thing is, like, when it comes to accessibility, you're making it so difficult for these people to have legal abortions financially, um, location-wise, mm-hmm. legally, obviously, now. And I, and I just think it it's the same thing as everything. And this is what's interesting to me because a lot of um, like conservatives and Republicans and stuff like that usually lean towards um, pro-gun mm. views as well. And it's just kind of one of those things where a lot of the times when the discussion of gun control is brought up, one of their first arguments is that if you if you criminalize guns people aren't going to stop using them they're just going to get them somewhere else but it's the exact same thing with abortion so you're just putting these people you're putting even more lives at risk and and i and i think that that's that's my issue it really comes back to this every single time you know when you're arguing pro-life what about the life of the mother that is mm-hmm. here this is this is a human that's tangible and in front of us and whatever and you know i mean you can sit here and argue all day about um like w- what you deem to be human life but you're disregarding the life of the mother and i think that to me that's so fundamentally wrong like i just i cannot wrap my head around that and and that's not even bringing into play the fact that once this child is born there's absolutely no there's no systems in place to to genuinely and truly care for this child and yeah. I, and i think that to me like if you're pro life you should be fighting for birth control rights you should be fighting for 
you know, better health care that's universal. You should be fighting for better school systems, better education across the board. Like you should be fighting for all of these things that impact these kids whose lives you're trying to like fight for. Well, and that's the thing is um, a, a, a big thing that's being brought uh, brought up as well is um, when when abstinence and um sex education like when abstinence was like the what they were teaching and then sex education was being like like taken away that's when teen pregnancies and stuff like that were arising the most so it is shown that even though you're you're talking about something that you don't necessarily think is right for those people like like children who are not ready to have sex or preteens or whatever and abortions you know it's not it's that is not i don't i'm not pro-abortion you know what i mean like i don't think anybody's pro-abortion but we need to talk about it and it needs to be in my opinion it needs to be the the last um line of defense but it needs to be there yeah right and that's it's the same thing with like well not the same thing but that's how i feel about sex education i think it's important and we need to we need to teach people about um sex and contraceptives and all of the different ways well and i think i think i mean truly sex education is vital yes and and i think that it's so it's so unfortunate (laughs) and and this is where it really comes down to my my honest belief is that this has nothing to do with protecting lives and everything to do with controlling women well yeah if it wasn't they would be calling into question why like why there's no male birth control (laughs) Well, and there's no male birth control because when they were doing the clinical trials, they all of the um, test studies dropped out because of the negative side effects, which are the exact same negative side effects experienced by women using birth control. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, you know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And people have pointed this out online as well. This is usually something that's kind of brought up in the argument is that a woman can get pregnant once and then she's out of commission for nine months, whereas a man can, you know... Um, and so I, I do think there's just so there's so many things that point to this being an issue of you know partially being an issue of no separation of church and state partially being an issue of just wanting to control women rather than actually trying to save lives and I do think there is a, a, a group of people that genuinely they do believe in the ideology that this is them saving lives mm-hmm. however I personally I I don't believe that it's often that that's not mixed with some other kind of view that is so much more problematic than you just wanting to save a life when i think again i i think it's this is my thing i think that it's fine if you believe that you are saving a life by not having an abortion i think that that is your right to believe that and you do not have to have an abortion yeah that however that doesn't change my right to privacy yeah which is me being able to have an abortion i guess that it's just and it's the same thing about my feelings surrounding gay marriage and stuff like that i guess that i feel like i've never understood laws that come into play that impose your views onto someone else when their that act does not affect you at all mm-hmm like I just can't begin because no to me I think do I agree with people who are against gay marriage? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. If you want to privately have those like archaic thoughts in your mind in your household, fine. Mm-hmm. I I don't see any reason why just because you believe so strongly in your lifetime 
you that you should impose that on millions of other people yeah like and i and i i don't know i don't know it's just like it's it it makes me crazy yeah that's that's just a thing i feel like i feel like i'm i just had this thought like i'm pro option yeah you know what i mean like i want the option i'm not necessarily going to utilize that option but i want that to be there and i think that it's so horrific that these um pro-life stancers i don't want to say pro-lifers because i don't like like that term yeah i just don't think it's like i feel like that's always used in a negative connotation and i don't want to put like negativity out there (laughs) at all um but these people i think that it's horrific that when women are already having to make the um really serious you know choice to have an abortion and there's people standing out there and picketing and 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 a lot of the time and i was in women's studies when i was in college and we actually for one of the classes had to go out and debate with them and they didn't this isn't to say that all of the pro-life stance people have the same experience or whatever but they didn't have solidified views a lot of these people were very young yeah and and didn't have any answers to the questions we were asking and so there you are standing with your signs you know shaming these women who are having to walk into the hospital and have these procedures done that are you know scary and and whatever and um it's just not necessary and i understand that you have the the right to free speech obviously and um peaceful protest but i just again i think that you have the right to have your opinion but i i don't again yeah like you said if um if it's not impacting you why do you have the right to express it to somebody else i guess like i feel like that's almost like if it's taking away your rights i feel like that is a huge issue like i'm not gonna say it's like hate speech but it's like it's um i don't know what kind of speech it is but i don't think it's very fair yeah (laughs) um well and and a good example too of what you're kind of talking about is uh one of my cousins so my cousin's from a really small town um and they have like very limited school selection and they there was one french immersion school and it was like important to them to continue like learning french and stuff and be bilingual so um the only french immersion school in their town was also um catholic i believe Mm. and one of their classes was about um Like like religious studies yeah and uh i just remember you know my cousin came home and we were talking over msn (laughs) um and she was telling me about how she learned about abortion and it's so wrong and she can't believe it and blah 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 and then like she was totally on board with this mindset and i think that the issue is that these are these are such polarizing topics and i think it's so easy to impose your views onto someone else um because you feel so strongly about it Mm. and i think that it leads to you know these generations of people that haven't actually formed their own opinion they've basically just piggybacked off someone else's opinion so that is where it leads to people that don't have a lot of knowledge surrounding the topic and so i think that you can you can feel that it's fundamentally right or wrong but i just think it I, i do think it is so important to know to know the facts yeah and know the facts that 92 percent of abortions are happening you know within the first trimester and and the first 13 weeks the first 13 weeks yeah so it's just like you know like there this this fantasy land of people 
having abortions when the child's about to be born and so like you know what i mean like it's just it's such propaganda yeah. like bullshit it is prop yeah it is propaganda because it's not happening i'm not it, it is but the cases let- are so rare <laughs> yeah. it's it's the same thing as you know like any other medical procedure that could be seen as cruel it's it's happening in such a low and that doesn't make it any more like morally right or whatever but it's just like this is such an unrealistic view that people are putting out there and and i don't think that fear tactics is ever the the right approach like i do think it should come down to your personal decision which doesn't have to include anybody else so your personal decision not to have an abortion doesn't include me someone else's personal personal decision to have an abortion also doesn't include me and that should be the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, this is, I just, I can't believe that something so private, so personal, is is being brought into a legal system. Well, and that's the thing with the You Know Me campaign. If you guys don't know what the You Know Me campaign is, it's a hashtag that um, uh, Busy Phillips, she's an actor and uh, now a talk show host, um, she wanted to come out and share her story of abortion um, and say, like, you know me, like, I am your friend you know me you like me um and a lot of other celebrities got on board and i believe it was tina fey said like wow busy like you're on to something here you should create this hashtag um and they were equating it to the me too movement and um stuff like that and then i read an article that was talking about how yet again women are being forced to air out their private traumas and that and that is my issue with these with these camp i mean i think it's incredible if people are willing to share these, in some cases, traumas to to support the cause, like, I, I think that's incredible. Why is this necessary? That's what, what I'm like, saying, yeah. Like, why is it necessary to have to put, you know, people in a position where they have to relive this just to get their point across? And I, and I hate I hate the same argument of having to say to people, well, what if it was your sister? What if it was your wife? What if it... Why? Like, why do we even have to make these... Like, why can't you just be... Understanding. <laughs> like, why can't you just be a reasonable person and look at this and be like... I, I, it doesn't have to be within my family. And, and even, you know, like, with people saying, like, you know, under these laws, if a 12-year-old was raped by her father... Why does it have to be these, like, I mean, yes, obviously that is absolutely horrific. That's like a worst case scenario situation. Yeah. And and there's literally no reason in my mind why that should be legal. Mm-hmm. But. Well, it's, it's, that's not legal, but um, the. Uh, not having the abortion. Not having yeah. the abortion. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no, there's no reason in my mind why that should be legal. And I think that, um, but, but I think that, again, it's just like, why do we have to go back to these tropes of the most horrific situation you could possibly imagine rather than just point blank it's not your body yeah so therefore it is not your decision yeah i want to just quickly jump back to um you, you had mentioned basically like when like how do we decide when a person is is human or not mm. um but i'm also curious what your thoughts are on like when do we decide when a person has rights is it when they're human is it when they're conscious versus unconscious? Like, like what? Right. What's your opinion on that? Uh, my personal opinion, whether it's right or wrong. Again, like I said, I think that a being of cells <laughs> becomes human <clears throat> when it is conscious, which is uh, six months into development in a womb. And I think that 
you I do think that you have rights after that if you're a conscious being however that does put into question people who are in situations like what if you're in a vegetative state yeah right because then other people can speak on your behalf there's a next of kin who can sign and um you know pull the plug so to speak which is like so I, i couldn't even imagine making that decision either but that's the thing is they are hard decisions and yeah. that person is it's still a human right so i guess I, I guess that's a harder well not harder but that's a hard one because that person is a human was a human and is now no longer conscious yeah so i guess that that is what i would describe a human as and that's not to say like somebody's who's unconscious because they've been you know knocked out or whatever is suddenly no they more have, rights they have no rights but yeah. i think but that's the thing is I think that there's there is so much to explore and that's again why I was kind of like hesitant to do this podcast not because I don't want to take a stance and not because I'm scared to put my views out there just because there's there's such a vast web that you can weave of yourself like when I was researching this I was going in like circles and taking highways and like <laughs> all over the internet because they're every every piece like every nugget of information that I found stemmed like five branches and i was like i have so many more questions from this and each one of those nuggets of information had you know what i mean yeah there's just there's so much that you can explore within yourself but i do feel like the end all be all just comes back to like my body my choice well and i think that this is the thing like i you know when you when you're talking about you know wanting to be um concrete on your stance and stuff like that this is how i view it there's no way to draw a line in the sand mm and say, this is this, this is this. It's not a black and white issue, in my opinion. And, you know, like, the, the issue of when is someone human? When does someone have rights? All these kinds of things. You you can't you can't answer these questions, in my opinion, without also rec- recognizing the nuance of that situation and that reality. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like, do I think abortion is right across the board? No, I don't. Do I think that choice is right across the board? Yes, I do. But I, but I still recognize that there is nuance to that situation. There is moments where I feel like, eh, now this doesn't like, you know, jive with me quite as much. And, and it's because like you can you, you have to look at every situation as, um, you know, it's, it's own singular entity. Yeah. Like, and I, and I think that having these blanket statement laws is unfair and unrealistic I'm going to stop you for a second. Sorry. That's what that was a a big criticism of Roe versus Wade Mm. was that it was a blanket statement law. And the problem with the Supreme Court in in those criticisms is that it's nine people deciding such a new (laughs) such a topic that does require so much nuance kind of just vastly. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out because I, I feel like that's important because some people believe that these laws should not be passed by Supreme Court, but by legislation. Yeah. And, and I just think that, you know, laws like that surrounding topics that have so much complexity to them, it, it's an injustice to, you know, the American people, in my opinion. Like, I, I think that is such an injustice because... <laughs> I feel like every situation is so personalized, is so specific, is like there's there's so many things that go into that kind of a decision. And so I feel like to just say, no, it's, sorry, it's wrong. That's insane. That's insane. And that's that's why I feel so strongly about, you know, like the rape and incest law. How can you pa- I just cannot begin to understand. And like that um there was a picture of 
all these different representatives that and their like opinions on um, rape and sexual assault and stuff like that. And it's just horrific to me. It's it's insane. And like that is where you want to bring into play like, well, what if this was someone that you knew? Because I just can guarantee any of these people that legalized this or rather decriminal or criminalized abortion, if if it happened to someone in their family, you can fucking bet your bottom dollar they'd be on the first black van out of there yeah to friggin oregon <laughs> like yeah. you, you know it's like they they this would not hold up in anybody's values no i shouldn't say anybody right <laughs> but you know this wouldn't hold up in most people's values if it came down to a situation where you now get to recognize the ins and outs of that situation and i think that this is what's so unfortunate and this was what leads to marginalized communities this is what leads to racism this is what leads to like all of these different huge societal issues that we have I think stem from the fact that we're only recognizing our own experience and our own opinions and our own thoughts and that is just such a that's that's so wrong that's so wrong to me to just say well this is what I think so that's what should be yeah but you're not in that situation you don't know everything about it and you have to know everything about it to put such a massive restriction on someone's life and body mm-hmm well, and that, that was something that I came across as well is certain men saying that they would give up their life for their child, even saying that uh, even if the woman is in danger, that they should go through with the pregnancy and therefore... Well, that's awful fucking convenient to say when you're not the person fucking birthing it from your loins. That's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> that, that is exactly how I fancy. Yeah. How, why would you say loins? Why not? <laughs> it makes me laugh deeply appropriate <laughs> yeah um yeah i think it is like, good to have some um what's that called comedic relief <laughs> but <laughs> but um that is how i feel about it is is exactly that you can't begin to understand and i will equate this not equate but i will pose this to you um when my dad passed away it took me seven months to clean out his house which i feel like is extremely fast um but i had to and I had a person in my life saying that if it was them, they would have had that place cleaned out in a month and that I wasn't being um, efficient enough. Mm. And real fucking convenient of you to say. And you're not the person doing it. When when you haven't had a parent pass away, when everything that you pick up is sentimental or emotional, right? Like, I think that that is so. But again, you're ignoring the nuance of the situation. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're just taking into account. Well, I wouldn't care. Yeah, because you don't care about this person's parent, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because you, know? you don't know. Yeah. And how, how that this is like that's I kind of just wanted to use that example because I feel like the loss of a parent is a lot easier for um, it can happen to both men and women is what I'm saying. Yeah. Males and females. But you cannot begin to understand the choices and the sacrifices and the and the whatever. Yeah. When it's it's not a part of your body. It's not even possible for you. Well, and and the 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 reality is this. In in most experiences that we witness, these kinds of situations are not given the amount of detail and respect that they deserve. So, you know, if if laws like this were to be passed even with restrictions and stipulations and whatever, saying okay but in this situation yeah in this situation no whatever 
I just it's just it's such a complex topic and I just feel like it's so unfair and unrealistic to put such a blanket statement over top of it and say no they're never they're never okay it's never going to be a thing that we're going to approve or whatever kind of like and and it just muddies the waters to put to say okay yes it's legal in some situations because of this that and the other thing because of all of these issues because that this is the reality um within the political system within the united states but realistically worldwide um you know racial biases exist um gender biases exist all of these kinds of things are very very real and so to put those kinds of restrictions on a on a personal choice with a person that has autonomy over their body mm-hmm. I just don't think that courts will ever do those cases justice. And so um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up just really quickly while we're talking about this is that black women are like at such an elevated risk of um, dying during birth because uh, doctors don't take their complaints seriously or their pains or their ailments or whatever. And and they, they are less likely to take them seriously. So it's like, okay, so now we have an already marginalized group that's going to become even more marginalized as a result of these um, laws. Mm-hmm. And they are at such high risk already. They're already at high risk with abortion being legal. And now they're at even higher risk. And I just feel like this is so, it's just pushing us so far back in the wrong direction. And I feel like that's, I just, oh my God, again, it just makes me crazy. It makes me crazy. I just wonder too, like, where's it going to stop? That's well, and that's and that's kind of you know the thing is like it is a slippery slope because if if you if you criminalize this, then what what's to say that like anything like what's what what do you have rights basically? Well, like, but this is what I'm saying is they're already I don't know if they're talking about this or if I I think what it is is that they're saying that life begins at fertilization. Mm-hmm. That means that under the Alabama law, you would no longer be able to go and take the morning after pill. Yeah. Because it's already fertilized, in in my understanding. So then where do you stop? Is birth control the next one because you're trying to prevent birth? And then are we just back to being like like childbearing machines in a world that is already overpopulated? It's just, it honestly is just so crazy. Like, it, it makes you feel like this. I just feel such a strong sense of despair and like mm-hmm. hopelessness over, over topics like this. And it's crazy to me that... I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's so hard when we don't have someone obviously arguing the other side here. But to me, I I just feel like how, how can you be someone that reproductive rights concerns you and you're basically voting against your own ability to to choose? Yeah, and I guess if I could just sign off with one thing, it's just... um... I guess be be kind to each other again and I think that this is an important issue and um, only ever share what you're comfortable sharing and um, I don't know well-informed opinions go a lot further than than just anger yeah same (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate your uh, support so much and we'll catch you in the next one thanks guys bye